Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. If you are a lover of lyrics, a sucker for storytelling, or just a flat-out idiot for imagery, then you have landed at the right podcast. You are listening to My Music Scene. All right, all right, all right. We are live on My Music Scene. Oh, How are you yeah. doing, guys? Great, What's great. going on? Yeah, dude. Great, What's great. going on? I absolutely feel like I've got to get the tone of this podcast particularly high because of how morbidly depressing our feature artist is. <laughs> yeah, like no un- unbelievable. I got to choose yeah. this thing up a little bit. Well, at least my song is is upbeat and uh, it's not a happy song, but it's upbeat. <laughs> It is not a happy song. So uh, anyway, of course, as you guys know, t- uh, this week is Bob Dylan week. And as Woo! I was thinking about that, yeah, as I was thinking about that, you know, um, being being in my late 50s and and having grown up, uh, you know, somewhat connected to the music business and being familiar with names like Mama Cass and, and Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons and Hall of Notes and Dr. Hook and the Medicine Show. So you drop names like that to anybody who is born after 2000, right? Who's a, a millennial, they're in their late teens, early 20s, and they don't know those names. And um, my fear with this podcast is that someone's going to see the name Bob Dylan and ultimately not know that that Bob Dylan is has got to be one of the single most iconic storyteller imagery producing songwriters ever no doubt if somebody ever. hasn't heard of uh, bob dylan they're just too stupid to be in charge of their own life what is going on <laughs> bob dylan right right well the great thing about dylan also he has reinvented himself so many times oh, man. that he has stayed relevant out there mm-hmm. even to there, some of the younger younger generations right now i've yeah. got look look there, there's no doubt in my mind that that bob dylan will be that artist um that people get to, turned on to somewhere along the way in their life regardless of their age and if they can fall into that lyric like if they can just fall into what he is that they'll fall in love with bob dylan there's no doubt about it but if they never get yeah. that introduction they could go their entire life without that experience and uh, i will tell you personally i did not grow up attached to bob dylan as an artist um the 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 vocal you know his his it's the voice you know i grew up with those those in your face you know rock and roll songs pop pop songs ballads and stuff like that with obvious production values and 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 marketing and i never got i never got into dylan and because the voice just wasn't a, a real clean um perfectly tuned uh, perfectly produced voice. Right. Um, I, I, you know, it distracted me from the lyrics, and that's the shame of the whole thing. I missed out on some amazing lyrical content um, because of the distraction of what I I felt was what I was interested in um, music-wise. Right. right? Well, as you were starting to tell me something uh, before we came uh, live on the show, do you remember what you were starting to say? He, he continues to reinvent himself. 
you know, he's so simple, but he's so complex. And then he'll turn around, his lyrics will be so complex, and the meaning um, and suggestions will be so simple. It's just amazing what he does with words, the stories that he tells, the, the imagery. But, I mean, he, Dylan also likes to mess with people in his writing. And oh, he'll no lead doubt you down it. a rabbit hole. Certainly, um, the song that Jeff Spencer picked um, is really a very um, – judgmental song i mean it's unbelievably judgmental and it's no re no wonder uh that in 2016 because of this guy is so poetic and he's got so many facets to his lyrics uh that he was uh awarded the nobel prize for literature for having created all these new poetic expressions in 2016 yeah a nobel prize winner here we have that's in yeah so let's um, let's get let's get right into it. And and for those of you uh, who are listening to this podcast, uh, I promise you this podcast will not disappoint you. I believe that we have picked three of the best songs that we have probably featured uh, so far on my music scene. I think that the, that lyrically and the imagery and the the insights around these three songs are probably some of the best. Uh, that we've picked. No disrespect to Tom Petty, Jeff Spencer. I can see you cringing. No, no, no. no. (laughs) Tom Petty is not on the same level with Bob Dylan as a lyricist. And the great thing, the cool thing is, and some people don't know this, but Tom Petty and Bob Dylan were great friends. And they wrote together, not only in the Traveling Woolberries, uh, Bob Dylan wrote uh, the lyrics for the word, uh, the song Jamming Me that, uh, was on one of Tom Petty's album, the one that says, right. uh, take back Vanessa Redgrave, take back Joe Piscopo, take back Eddie Murphy, give him awesome place to go. Uh, that's Bob Dylan. And oh, Eddie I Murphy didn't know that. At, yeah, Eddie Murphy was all either. mad at Tom Petty. And mm-hmm. Tom said, I, I didn't write that. I, I didn't mean, even that, write that song. I'm just, a, <laughs> I'm just a musician here. I'm just the talent. Yeah. All right, let's get right into it because uh, this is Jeff Willis's feature artist of the week. We're going to let him lead off, Mr. Willis. So yes, you sir. picked a, a song called Not Dark Yet, um, yes. which will probably be on your tombstone. <laughs> you know, guys, I um, it was it was difficult for me to choose a song because there's so many out there. Yeah. And uh, this one actually came out in 1995 on his Time Out of Mind album. Yeah. And it was one of the times that he did reinvent himself after going through what he went through in the 80s. And this kind of brought him back to the light. Yeah. A lot of people started listening to him again, rediscovered or did finally discover him. Kind of kind of hit some mainstream on this album as opposed to some of his other albums. Um, but I, I tried to pick something, guys, happy. I really did, and I just couldn't do it. Don't break character. Don't don't um, don't break character, Willis. This song, right. this song is about despair at the end of the characters, the individual's life. I mean, he's looking at loss and loneliness. I mean, just the opening lyric is just haunting. Shadows are falling, and I've been here all day. He's isolated himself. This is a song that does not have a chorus. Uh, Each verse does finish with the same line, but it does not have a chorus. So he's going through, and the good didn't overcome the bad. I love this. Feel like my soul has turned into steel. I still got the scars that the sun didn't heal. 
So I'm I'm gonna I want to jump on that for just a second if I can, uh, Jeff. I, I you know when I read that line, um, and I and I and I read I've still got the scars that the sun didn't heal. All of a sudden, a thought, a memory popped into my head that Bob Dylan went through a born again Christian period. Uh, It was about a three year period, if I remember correctly. And I looked it up and I actually and this song came out, I think, around 97, late 90s. Am I right on that? 95. 95. Okay. And and I read that and I said, I wonder if the word son, S-U-N, really was meant to be S-O-N. Wow. And that he's got the scars that the son, the son of God, his that that he felt that his period in Christianity might heal some of those scars and that they didn't. They didn't heal. Wow. I, uh, it, it was it, it, it was definitely it. You, you see where I'm going with yeah, that. Like exactly my soul and, and the previous line is soul. My soul has turned into steel. Right. Like my soul got hard. I'm hardened. My my spirit is cold like steel and I've got scars that the son who I gave my soul to, I gave my my life to never healed. Well, and and I kind of simplified that saying the good did not overcome the bad and looking at it the way that you're uh, saying there, um, that's I, I see it. If I didn't read it. S-U-N. I would have assumed it was S-O-N. Um, anyway, that's that was my thought. Keep going, buddy. Love it. Love it. And then he finishes. He's thinking about his life, the pain that he's had, the loss, the loneliness. Things didn't work out. And he, he ends each verse and it's not dark yet, but it's getting there. It's almost like there's a small glimpse of hope. Mm, it's almost yeah. it's just a little yeah. bit of hope. So, you but know, it, but it, but isn't it, is it, is it hope that the end is near? Like, is that what he's saying? Like, I can't, I, you know, like, I just can't take it anymore. It, it, it could be, but, you know, uh, going with what you said, as far as, um, S-O-N son, he still could be holding on to God there. Mm-hmm. But it seems like he's definitely resigned to the dark here. Yeah. It's not out there, but it's getting here. It's he, getting he's, there. He's watching it come. He knows it's I, coming. I feel like Dylan is talking about somebody who keeps weaving in and out of of spaces of hope um, and they don't get him there and he and and he lets go of it. And in the next verse, he's given up. Well, my sense of humanity has gone down the drain. Mm. So we're going back to where he has given up. Mm hmm. I mean, is he convincing himself that it is dark already or is he convincing himself that it's not dark yet? Spencer, what do you think? I think it's dark. And anytime you say I'm down the drain, uh, he's more than circling the drain. He's down the drain. And I think he's given up. It's not dark yet, but it's getting there. He is uh, he's resigned to let the dark overtake him. Yeah. And we you know, I can't have a song that doesn't talk about her. Now now it comes up to where uh, she left him, right? And he hurts that he lost his love. And um, behind every beautiful thing, there's been some kind of pain. 
So everything that he's had or he's seen that has been beautiful in his life, no matter what, it's 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 gone down the drain on him. It's gone south. I mean, it's just it hasn't gone well. And um, she wrote me this letter and she wrote it so kind. She put it in writing what was in her mind. I wish she'd go away. <laughs> um, you got to let her go. Yeah, exactly. I love the lines. Um, I ain't looking for nothing in anyone's eyes. Sometimes my burden is just more than I can bear. I mean, look at what he's carrying. And, and it's not dark yet, but it's getting there. I got I to gotta, I gotta tell you guys, I keep going back to this um, Christianity thing. So to me, to me, she is the church. And, and, um, and the letter is the Bible. It's scripture. Wow. And she she wrote me this letter and, and wrote it so kind. I, I, I when when I read that I thought about Psalms. Um, she put it down in writing what was on her mind. Uh, but I just don't see why I should even care. Um, uh, it, you know, like again that 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 sense that um his faith uh gave up on him or he gave up on his faith. Uh, that's that's what I that's what I got there. And and then again you go down to that last verse. I was born here and I'll die here against my will. Yeah. So he's saying, I got here against my will and then I'm going to die against my will. Right. Like this whole my whole participation in this creation that, you know, God put me here. I don't know that I wanted to be here and then I'm going to die and I don't know that I'm going to be ready to leave. And and every nerve in my body is so naked, it's so numb, and, and and I don't even remember what I came here to get away from. Yeah, I I, I for me this is a uh, a deeply spiritual song where he questioned uh, his, his faith, his spirituality. So you know, and again, these these songs are interpretive. This is where this is where I went with it. In terms I, and of I love imagery. it. I mean, and, and, and even where he says, don't even hear the murmur of a prayer. I mean, he yeah. doesn't hear it anymore. It's 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 just it's it's done. Mm. You know, Arnie, I, I love where you've gone with this. Uh, I um, I see it and I hear it. Never thought about it like that. I'm feeling I, I'm feeling judgment by Jeff Spencer. No. I, when I, I said holy, I, when I said holy mother church, he went, oh, here he goes. He's going Catholic on me. <laughs> Look, I love you, brother. Uh, usually when somebody fails and they get a really bad attitude about the church or the people in the church, uh, it, it's because generally they've chosen to take a path that other than Christ would have them to take. And uh, and then they preach it. Preach it, Spe- preach it, Spence. Look, preach I, it. come I, on. I, so Jeff, are you are you saying that you know, possibly in this song he's he is criticizing the church and blaming the church for all the the pain and all the hurt and all the things that didn't go right in his life? Well, it, it could very well be. It sounds like it to me. Um, uh, based on my, based on what I'm interpreting here. Right? What what Arnie's saying? Yeah. I yeah. Mean, I, I really uh, I really like Arnie's take on this. I think it's. Uh, I I didn't pick up on that when I read through it, and then uh, you know leave it to Arnie and. His uh, brilliant mind. We could probably give this to 10 different people and have 10 different meanings. Yeah. 
There's a website out there called Song Meeting, songmeaning.com. And on there, uh, they just put the lyrics to a song and then people comment on it and leave their different uh, insights to oh, what they yeah. think, the, uh, think the song is about. And That's uh, cool. Yeah, I had to check, check that out. All right, so that is not dark yet. Willis, you uh, you 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 set the bar really high yeah. on on, uh, hey, on Arnie, you on you did an outstanding job with your uh, interpretation there. Um, I, I I love it because I, I do too. Listen to the song with yeah. uh, with with look. With the best thing that could happen to me right now is Bob Dylan sends me a DM through Instagram and goes, dude, what the hell are you talking about? This is about a girl. You are so far off the track here. Please take that podcast down. Oh, yeah, this is my this is how I felt it. Right. I mean, everybody yeah. looks at a painting and they get they feel so everybody reads a poem. They feel something different. Like this is what I felt. And I took what that you, one word. What and, did you think uh, about the music that went along with it? For me in this podcast, I try not to let the music influence how I feel. So I, I really try to depart myself from the song musically uh, and just get into the lyrics. So I, I it was again, it was just how I read it and what I felt about it. So let's go ahead and move on to Jeff Spencer. You picked Like a Rolling Stone. Yes, and, uh, sir. And I will tell you, I completely ignored this song when it first came out because I wasn't interested in being one of the Rolling Stones. I was really more of a Beatles guy. So oh, yeah. I didn't, I didn't want to be like a Rolling Stone, so I completely ignored the song. But uh, I've now read it and realized I was dumb. Well... <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was a, a tough choice. Yeah, this is my favorite Bob Dylan song, and it's one of the most popular songs of all time. And uh, I, I tell you, it was a hard choosing it, but I almost chose Tangled Up, Tangled Up in Blue, which I love also. But this one ended up being the choice for me. Um, it was recorded during a time where, when Dylan was being criticized for going electric, and this song is unapologetically electric, and you can hear the electric guitars and the Hammond organs in it. And the meaning, of course, folks, it's debated, and I think it may be not uh, only debated, I think it, the meaning and the imageries in this song are multifaceted in the, in the sense that, yeah, it could be about one person, but maybe it's about the United States is a country because you got to remember when this song was recorded like a Rolling Stone, we were in the Vietnam War. And this song talks about somebody that once upon a time they were great, but they fall into a level that, um, you know, now they're hanging out with bums and they're hanging out with the depressed and the downhearted and the downtrodden. Um, so on this, this song is he's singing to a, a girl that at one point was high society, but now she's living in the streets. Once upon a time, you dressed so fine. Once upon a time, it's a fairy tale, you dressed so fine. You threw the bums a dime in your prime, didn't you? People call and say beware, you're bound to fall. You thought they were all just kidding you. And that people were warning this person, hey, look out, you're living wrong, you're going to fall. And she just ignored him. You used to laugh about everybody that was hanging out. 
Now you don't talk so loud. Now you don't seem so proud about having to scrounge for your next meal. How does it feel? Uh, he is. This is an angry song. He is angry. And this is a song that all the downtrodden, all the unpopular thugs of the world, like myself, see these fine people <laughs> walk by and you go, yeah, you're going to get yours one day. You're going to get yours one day. And that's what this song is. It's about somebody that got hers one day. Uh, you know, uh, she would laugh. She would walk by and laugh at the people and be uh, talking about them. But now she's scrounging for her next meal. How does it feel to be without a home like a complete unknown, like a rolling stone, somebody that has nothing to uh no foundation in their life. They're just moving from from scene to scene without a rock to hold on to. For me, it was a song of judgment. It was a song of fall from grace. To me, this is a prodigal son kind of song, but it's the prodigal son before he gets back. Yes. Right. And it, it, it out there living living this great life living living uh, high and mighty highly judgmental and all of that and all of and and you take you walk away from the family fortune you you squander it away and now you're you're scrounging for your next meal you're you're down and out right and you know Bob Dylan is a deep thinker and I think that a lot of his criticism about this person or whatever entity he's singing about, whether it be a country or a person, is that they are oblivious to what's going on around them. Uh, he goes, you've, you've gone to the finest schools, all right, Miss Lonely, but you know you only used to get juiced in it. Uh, you know, she was uh, passing by all these uh, thugs and lowlifes in the street, supposedly, and, uh, and never even learned a thing, and now she's got to learn it all on her own. This is one of the biggest... F.U. songs. I'm telling you, this song makes, I, I love this song because uh, I can uh, apply it to some, some of the people that I've known in my life and say, yeah, how does it feel now, buddy? Yeah. You're not talking about Willis, are you? No, yeah. no. I love that. <laughs> Thanks a lot, James Spencer. <laughs> I, think, I, love that guys, I think there's also um, drug addiction in this song. Talking about oh. in the 60s, definitely in the yeah. 70s. Um, yeah. And you stare to the vacuum of his eyes and say, do you want to make a deal? Yeah. I mean, mm. how does, grace, how does it feel? It mm -hmm. feels like a rolling stone. Yeah. You know, there's so no there's no direction home. Yeah. No direction home. Um, there's definitely some hard drug references there. Yeah. And, and one thing too, that, that I can, that I can, um, you know, deal with this song on. And one, one thing that I can identify with this song on, you know, I, I'm glad to see that that person got what came to them. And, and I, I feel bad about that even, but, but sometimes I read these lyrics and go, man, sometimes I'm that person that is oblivious to what's going on around them, that doesn't pay attention to those that, um, you know, that I could learn some really cool things from, but I feel like I'm above them. I don't need to learn anything from them. And sometimes I can, uh, I look at myself and think, oh, what an idiot I am. I am this person. I am this Rolling Stone person with no direction home. And uh, it can, and it can cause me to, uh, you know, really uh, take a good look at myself. You used to ride on a chrome horse with your diplomat 
who carried on his shoulder a Siamese cat. What do you, what do you, what do you make? Yeah. Right. He's hanging out with royalty. Uh, he's rode in, you know, the, the finest cars with the high society people. Siamese cats are Egyptian, uh, signs of royalty. Uh, ain't it hard when you discovered that he ain't really what's at and he took from you everything he could steal. And so, uh, hanging out. And one thing you can learn in this life, uh, you're going to lose, uh, it's a very vamp, it's, it's, it's a vampiric, if that's even a word. It's a very vampiric kind of crowd to hang out with the fast crowd, the, the, the high and mighty that, uh, and he took everything that he could steal from her. And now she's living on the streets. Very cool. All right. You ready for you ready for my pick, my song? Oh, yes. All right. So look, for pure transparency to the audience, <laughs> this is not my pick. It was picked for me. And I got to tell you guys, you picked a great song for me. Like when you sent me this song, my you know my first my first reaction was lay lady lay. Like is it, are you guys really you kidding me? Like you're trying to <laughs> you, you're trying you're really trying to poke the bear here, aren't you? Right? You want me yeah. to spend 15 minutes speaking about laying across my big brass bed. <laughs> what? Um, I, I, I read this song a couple of times. I listened to it. I have heard it before. Um, this, for me, this song is about desperation for intimacy. Okay. And when I, when I read this song, my first challenge was, is this him talking to his woman about the need for intimacy, or is this her talking to herself about wanting intimacy from him? And so I, I really kind of toggled back and forth, but in my mind, the imagery in my mind, because he switches to the third person in this song, right? Yes, yes. And so in my mind, I see him saying, to her, lay, lady, lay, lay across my big brass bed. And he goes, whatever colors you have in mind, I'll, I'll show them to you. Like, use your imagination, whatever you want. I will, I will be here for you. I will show them for you. I will make them shine. This is a cry for intimacy. Mm. Okay. And then in my mind, I see him standing behind her and they're both looking at themselves through a mirror. And that's when he shifts to the third person. And he starts referring to himself as the guy in the mirror and saying to, to her, lay with your man a while. That guy who's staring at you in the mirror. So he's in front of her and behind her at the same time. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Right? And, yeah. and so then he goes, you know, his clothes are dirty, but his hands are clean. Now, a lot of people that I, I read online, a lot of comments of people saying this is a guy who works hard, right? His clothes are dirty, but his hands are clean. When I hear the words, his hands are clean, like, what does that say to you? What does that phrase mean? His hands are clean. 
Uh, he's, he's pure. He's innocent. No he's innocent. He's, no he's in it. Yes. I'm innocent here. So, yes, I may have done some bad things in my life. I may have done some wrong things in my life, but they were never about you. My hands are clean, honey. Like, I, I've always loved you. My hands are clean. And you're the best thing that he's ever seen. Right. Um, so for me, this is just a song about intimacy. This is a song of somebody who's like, just give me a chance. Give me this one night. Lay across my big brass bed. Let me show you the colors that you want to see. You can have your cake and eat it, too. And when he says that to her, I feel like he's saying, I don't even care if you close your eyes and picture somebody else. <laughs> I I just want you. I want you in my big brass bed. And I long to see you in the morning night. I want to wake up with you. Well, he's, he's also aware that um, he's not the one that she's really thinking about. Why wait any longer for the one you love? Yes. Yeah. So, so I, I I do, I get that sense, Willis, that he realizes that she's maybe thinking about somebody else. And and this song is not a one night stand, which no, I've read someone definitely think it not. was. It's it's a very it's a very, very sexy song. I mean it, it is. really gets. It it you know, I used I've used this word before. I used words like drip and wet and stuff like like this this song drips of pure, um, unadulterated, um, passion. Mm -hmm. And, and, um, you know, especially when he says that, you know, whatever colors you have in mind, I'm going to show them to you. And, and not only am I going to show them to you, I'm going to make them shine. Yeah. Like this is going to be the best. Yeah. But, but for me, I, I read this song and I keep going back to someone one of the two of them, if not both of them, are are desperately longing for intimacy, not just sex, not just lovemaking, yeah, but that's deep, two deep, deep, deep intimacy. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you all something interesting, and it popped up on my phone today. I thought I'd share it with you. There's an interview that just came out from 1971, and Dylan is talking about who he had in mind when he wrote this song, and it's going to blow your mind. Barbara Streisand. Uh, really? I mean, it popped up news today. I got a thing that I get uh, music news, and it said an uh, uh, uncovered um, interview from 71, and that's what Dylan was talking about. That's interesting because I think yeah. of Barbara Streisand when I'm trying to last a little longer. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> baseball, baseball, baseball. Barbara Streisand, <laughs> Barbara Streisand. <laughs> where, do you, where do we go uh, from here? <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm turning red here. <laughs> okay oh. well we'll we'll uh we'll leave it on that note <laughs> so um i believe it's i, I believe the baton <laughs> has been passed back to me am i right yes 
So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, for those of you who are enjoying my music scene, uh, I am going to introduce an, an artist, a songwriter, an entertainer, a producer, an icon in the music industry, the most famous person you've never heard of. Mm. Absolutely. The most famous person in the music industry that you've never heard of. His name is Butch Walker. He is um, he has been around in the music industry for decades. He goes all the way back to Butch Walker and the Marvelous Three. He was the lead of a of a, a hair band, a pop pop, I guess, kind of pop metal hair band kind of thing. Um, he has produced amazing artists like Weezer and Avril Lavigne and and uh, Train and and the list goes on. Jin uh, uh, Jin Wigman and um, and uh, and and then of course he has done his own production, his own songs um, under you know of course the Marvelous Three and Butch Walker and Butch Walker and the Black Widows, which I have a particular affinity for because my youngest brother Fran. Capitanelli was his uh, guitarist. Yes. And uh, so we're going to we're going to go into Butch Walker. And um, here's what I'd like to do. I would like Jeff Willis to go early Butch Walker. So you can go into the Marvelous Three or you can go into some of Butch Walker's earlier uh, hits. I know you like Cigarette Lighter Love Song. I don't know if you're going to pick that one, but um I love it. Uh, we'll go early Butch Walker. I'm going to take later Butch Walker. I'm going Butch Walker and the Black Widows um, because I, because of my affinity uh, for that album and for that band. And uh, Jeff Spencer, I'm going to ask you to pick a song that Butch Walker either wrote or co-wrote for another major artist so that we can make the connection between Butch Walker and an artist that might be a little bit more uh, mainstream well-known. Well, I love that. I would I'm all over it. All over it. All yeah. right. Well, that is a wrap for Hey guys, before we break, Willis, do you know how to you know how to end a podcast for God's sakes? When I start when I start my lead out, you can't just go, "Oh, wait a second." Right? That's my like, bad. That's my like bad. yelling that's like yelling Barbara Streisand. Streisand, well, Barbara Streisand, Barbara Streisand. <laughs> Please do not edit this out. Please. Don't what I was going to say is, is we do need to mention that we lost two great songwriters this this oh, week. Oh yeah, we did. You know, I was trying to avoid that because I feel like every podcast we somehow talk about death. <laughs> and her. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you you floated it out there, Willis. Uh, I don't know if it'll make it the 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 podcast or the editing room floor. But uh, why don't you go ahead and and mention these these two uh, relatively unknown people that you want to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> this 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 past week we did lose two great uh, as far as outlaw country singer songwriters, Jerry Jeff Walker and Billy Joe Schaefer, two very talented 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 individuals. Yes, and I and I featured them on my Instagram story. Am I correct? Yes, yep. you did. Yeah. So uh, thank you for bringing that up, Willis. And uh, it's likely that the three of us will be the only people who heard that call out. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. Let's try this again. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to my music scene, and we have been talking about Bob Dylan. 
Thank you once again for, for listening, for your support. We don't do this for money. We don't do this for sponsorship. We don't do this for any other reason that Jeff and Jeff and I just love talking music. We love talking songwriting. We love talking the imagery. And uh, we hope you love it too. Have an awesome, awesome day.